Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica and welcome to Pisces season. So we are in the season of the fish, the two fish swimming in opposite directions, one swimming towards your highest self, one swimming towards your subconscious and the two connected by a string. So this season of Pisces always invites us to merge with our spirit to honor endings, to release what is no longer needed, to embrace the healing that needs to occur. It invites us to surf the wave of the collective consciousness through meditation, through listening to music, reading poetry, enjoying art, spending a little bit more time dreaming, daydreaming, sleeping, So this is one of my favorite seasons of the year because we get to enjoy these last quiet moments of stillness of winter, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. And this season of Pisces really prepares us to release whatever needs to be released as we enter the next year in the zodiacal calendar, which begins with the spring equinox when the sun moves into Aries. That's the beginning of the year according to astrology, because Aries is the first sign, Pisces is the last sign. So Pisces rules endings and Aries rules beginnings. So this is a really interesting time each year in the calendar. You know, Pisces is a mutable sign, so it helps us transition. The mutable signs, they end something and help us get ready for a new beginning. So if you think about Pisces, it's the last season that we have of winter. So it is a sign that has a transitional quality and a sense of change that comes with it. And so we are in a time of change. And a lot of that change really was illuminated last week when we had Saturn in Aquarius, squaring Uranus in Taurus. So we talked about that a bunch last week. This square is the defining transit of 2021. The Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter conjunction in Capricorn at the beginning of 2020, really it was the defining transit of 2020. And we felt it on and off all year, just like this Saturn square Uranus is the divining transit of 2021. And we're going to be feeling it all year. But 2020 felt like an implosion. It felt like we were in our homes, huddled in the fetal position, hoping that the sky didn't fall on our heads. The implosion is over. We've learned a lot. We have a lot more wisdom than we had at the beginning of 2020, but now it's time to dust ourselves off and start the process of rebuilding. And so that's really what this week is about. This week is about what's the last of the stuff I need to let go of so that I can get to rebuilding. And I always talk about this in astrology. There's a lot of gray area. Nothing is black and white. It's not January ends, February begins. These 
patterns and cycles, they are layered and they thread together like a fabric. So it's not like one thing ends, one begins, and it's clean and clear. There's always layers of different cycles and different patterns and different things that we're learning. So we are in this transition, this Pisces season of transition, where we are in the process of welcoming new beginnings, and we're still ending things as well. So while we're in the process of this rebuild or this building, because a lot of the things that we're working on right now are brand new, we let go of the old, and now we're starting something completely fresh for many of us. And for those of us that are in a different season, in a different chapter, we might be rebuilding or we might be building upon what we already have. So the thing about when you rebuild or when you build anything, anyone who has built a website, built a business, built a house will tell you, you always have unforeseen issues when you build or rebuild. A friend of mine recently decided to renovate their bathroom. Many people are renovating and building with the pandemic. We're all spending more time at home. You spend more time looking at the bathroom and saying, oh my gosh, this is so dated. I really want to redo it. Lots of people are doing home projects, as you know. And so this friend of mine, they decided to renovate their master bathroom. And it turned out that when they broke into the wall, there were all sorts of creatures from the outside world, from the woods, living in that wall. And some had passed on and some, like a little chickadee, started jumping around, chirping in the bathroom. So you never know what's going to come up when you decide to rebuild, renovate, or build something new. There's always going to be unforeseen circumstances. And Uranus is the epitome of unforeseen circumstances. It always brings unexpected surprises. And you might have gotten an unexpected surprise last week that forced you to pivot or shift. Now, the good news is that Mercury went direct on Saturday and we had the first of three exact Saturn square Uranuses last week. We're going to have another in June and another in December. So we have a lot more wisdom about where the changes need to be made because Saturn square Uranus is basically an invitation from the universe for you to make some changes in your foundational structures that support your life. Whether that be your habits and how you take care of yourself, whether that be your family, whether that be where you're living, whether that be how you make your money, there's something in the foundations, the structures that support you that needs to be changed. And so we saw that last week with what happened in Texas. We saw that this system, their power grid, was not up to snuff. There were some issues there and those need to be changed so that people can be supported and taken care of in the wake of an emergency again. And so these unexpected, unforeseen circumstances often become tragedies because they show us where there are chasms in the existing system, where there are cracks, where we're leaking 
energy. And so in this moment, you might be seeing there are certain leaks in your life. You might be seeing some cracks in your metaphoric bathroom. You might be seeing that there are some cracks in the wall or the paint is cracking or the tile is cracking or the grout doesn't look so good and you want to renovate it. And the good news is Saturn square Uranus gives us the wherewithal to do what we need to do to make the changes. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to learn some stuff when we start to break down the walls and tear into the drywall and pull up the tile and the marble. You're going to find some things like my friend found some uh, creatures living in the wall of his bathroom. You might find there's some stuff underneath there that you didn't expect to uncover. And that is my long-winded way of saying that Pisces season always invites us to do the work of healing. As you work to make some of these changes, you might uncover some deep-seated stuff coming up from your subconscious, coming up in your dreams, coming up in your meditations. But the good news is that this is the time to work with it. This is the time to get in there and to ride the wave and Uranus will give you what you need to pivot and to be nimble and to go with the flow. Pisces is a water sign. This is a season each year when the sun is in Pisces that invites us to go with the flow. So those two fish, they're moving in opposite directions, one to our highest self, one to our subconscious, but they're always connected to one another. And that teaches us that we're never truly disconnected, even if we feel that way. There are moments where we might feel disconnected from our higher self or from spirit. There are moments where we might feel ungrounded, but we're always connected. We always have the opportunity to tap back in. And so I hope that you are inspired this Pisces season to do some work, to put aside some time to connect with your spirit, to do what makes you feel connected, to do what makes you feel in touch with your intuition, to do what makes you feel in the flow. And if that means listening to music or reading poetry or getting in the pool, or taking a bath every night, whatever it is for you, make space for that. So there are two big stories this week. We've got the full moon in Virgo on Saturday, and we've got Mars trine Pluto on Wednesday. So let's talk Mars trine Pluto. When Pluto and Mars get together and they're in a square, it often leads to a warlike fighting energy. But they're in a trine, which is a harmonious conversation. So Mars, which is about action and getting stuff done, and Pluto, which is about power and focus and understanding what's going on below the surface. Pluto always wants to help us transform. 
When these two come together in a harmonious conversation, it can make you feel unstoppable. So this Wednesday, we have this transit, which is interesting because they're both in earth signs. So Pluto has been in Capricorn for a really long time. You know that because last year we talked so much about Pluto and Capricorn conjunct Saturn and Capricorn and then conjunct Jupiter and Capricorn. So it was a really a year all about Capricorn, whereas this year is all about Aquarius and Taurus. So Mars is in Taurus right now. He won't be there that much longer, but right now he's there. And so Mars and Taurus is really interested in taking action in a way that is sustainable. It's sustainable, long lasting action, consistently showing up and doing the same thing every day, knowing that you're going to get to where you're going eventually. Taurus is the tortoise. It goes slow and steady, but eventually it gets to where it's going and it wins the race. Okay. So Mars and Taurus has a lot of sustainable power in it. Pluto and Capricorn, we've been working with that Pluto and Capricorn power for a long time, many years now. So when these two come into this harmonious conversation, it gives us a focus. It's energizing. It is directed energy. It's purpose-filled. This is a powerful energy to have this week, and you want to make sure that you use it well. This can give you the groundedness and the follow-through that you need to get to work, to find that consistent action that's going to get you where you're going, and it might be the thing that you need to kick the bad habit or the self-limiting belief. These two guys will be in a perfect trine on Wednesday, but on Sunday morning, after the full moon on Saturday, the moon is going to join them and create a grand trine. So this weekend, you'll have the energy of three planets in the three Earth signs, which is a wonderful opportunity for manifesting things on the earthly plane. This is perfect energy this week to release whatever is no longer serving you and getting in your way as you try to create or rebuild whatever it is that you're creating, rebuilding, building. So on Saturday, we have a full moon in Virgo. So each month, roughly, we have a new moon and a full moon. The new moon happens when the sun and the moon come together. The full moon happens when the sun is opposite the moon. And so when the sun is opposite the moon, the sun illuminates the whole of the moon's surface that we see from our vantage point on Earth, and that is the full moon. And so wherever the full moon is in your chart, it illuminates something. So this full moon in Virgo is in a trine with Uranus. So this is a full moon that's going to help us create the change that we're wanting to create. The change that we started to create last week, or maybe we've been feeling it's been coming on for a while, but now we're taking a more proactive approach in being a part of that change. The change isn't happening to us. We're choosing how we show up to participate in the change. So With the full moon in Virgo trine Uranus, this is a great opportunity to release whatever is blocking you from continuing to grow. 
Release whatever is blocking you from making the change. Is it something in your relationship? Is it a habit? Is it a self-limiting belief? Is it that you just don't want to make the change that you think you need to make? Maybe you're focusing your energy on a totally incorrect place. This full moon in Virgo, it will give you the discernment so that you can release whatever needs to be released and you can start to move in the direction of that change that this Saturn square Uranus has piqued your interest in. Maybe the Saturn square Uranus was like a sledgehammer to your life and maybe something big happened last week and now you're so clear on what has to change going forward. But maybe like me, you've been having little crumbs, little things showing up saying, you know, that's not really helping you. So for me, I'm noticing that with all of this change in the air, with so much shifting energetically, we've been living in a traumatic state for a year with the pandemic, with everything going on, with the election, so many things. So it's normal if your coping mechanisms have gotten a little bit out of control. And so for me, my coping mechanism is sugar. Some people's coping mechanism is drinking. Some people's coping mechanism is numbing out and just watching TV all day. Some people's coping mechanism is to completely hide and be in denial. Take a little bit of time this week with the full moon in Virgo. Virgo rules our routine, our habits, our health, and our work. It is the archetype in astrology that represents the selfless servant. And it represents our devotion to ourself. So Virgo is opposite Pisces. Pisces represents the devotion to the highest self. Virgo represents our devotion to our own self, our individual self through the caretaking of our health and our body. When we take care of ourselves, it's easier for us to be of service to others. And the ultimate fulfillment for a Virgo is to be of service to others and to fulfill that dharma, if you will. This week is a great week to just take a look at those coping mechanisms. Are they no longer working? Are they no longer serving you? Pisces rules addiction. So when the sun is in Pisces, again, the sun in Pisces illuminates our subconscious. So you might notice that some of those addictions are coming up to the surface. You might notice that you're using them to numb out. You might notice that you are using them to escape the current situation and the state of the world. By the way, you are not alone. If I'm speaking something that rings true to you because we're all doing it and we've all been doing it for a year and some of us are doing it more on Monday and some of us are doing it more on Friday. We all have good days and bad days. And this is just an opportunity. This is just a nudge from the universe saying, hey, let's take a look at your routines. Let's take a look at your habits. Let's take a look at your self-talk. Let's take a look at your beliefs. Let's take a look at 
what you're prioritizing. The full moon in Virgo will give you the discernment. That is one of Virgo's most prized attributes is its discernment. It has wisdom. And so use that Virgo wisdom, that Virgo discernment to say, hey, the nightly glass of wine, it's not really making me feel good in the morning. Or the mind numbing scrolling of Instagram isn't really making me feel good about myself and it's keeping me from being productive. Whatever it is you find yourself doing that drains your energy and makes you feel depleted. You want to look at that this week and maybe consider letting it go or releasing it for a short time. So one of my favorite things that my friend Patty does, Patty Morrissey, she's a KonMari expert. I call her my KonMari guru. And she does these experiments. And so for 30 days, she'll give up something. Or for 30 days, she'll wake up early at 5 a.m. Or for 30 days, she'll take cold showers. She does these experiments, these self-care experiments to see what works for her. Maybe you decide, hey, I'm going to give up the nightly glass of wine and wake up a little bit earlier and do a 10-minute meditation. And I don't have to do that for the next 365 days or the rest of my life. I can do that for the next 30 days. I can do that for the next five days. I can do that for the next two weeks between this full moon and the next new moon. Consider that as we move into this full moon in Virgo this week. The other thing that I think is really interesting about this full moon in Virgo is that it contains a yod, which is a finger of God. And so that means that there's something faded in this full moon, and it includes Chiron and Saturn and the moon. And the moon is at eight degrees Virgo. So Chiron is the wounded healer. It always brings our attention to what um, our core wound is, what needs to be healed. Once we're able to heal that, It gives us the superpower of empathy, of being able to understand other people's trauma and having compassion for where other people are coming from. And then Saturn. Saturn is always our karma. It is our work. It's what we're meant to work on. It is the lessons. And so Chiron, the wounded healer, Saturn, the bringer of lessons and discipline, in this yod pointing to the moon in Virgo. This is a full moon that we need to release what is keeping us from healing. So think about that this week. A couple of FYIs this week on Wednesday, the moon is going to move into Leo and that will create a T square with Saturn and Uranus. Again, Saturn square Uranus. It is the defining transit of the year. They're pretty much going to be locked in this square all year. Every time the moon moves into Leo, it's going to create this T-square. Same thing when the moon moves into Scorpio every month, that's going to create a T-square with these planets as well. Twice a month, we'll have this moment of some tense shifting energy. With this particular one, Leo is the ultimate individual, you might say, F everyone. I'm doing my thing. I'm taking care of myself. You might have a little bit of that vibe midweek. Luckily, the week is actually a really nice one. We have Venus moving into Pisces on Thursday. 
when Venus is in Pisces, she is exalted. She is so happy. She is her most romantic self. She's creative. She's artistic. This is a really lovely place for Venus to hang out. The sun is already there. She's joining him. Mercury will make his way there. Jupiter will make his way there. It's going to be, we're going to have some really nice Piscean energy over the next few months, but this is a really, really, really nice next few weeks having Venus in Pisces. Also on Thursday, the sun is going to sextile Uranus, which means that the sun is helping us. The sun is our will. It's our determination. Mars and the sun, they work together to give us will, determination. The sun is our identity. It's our ego. And so the sun working with Uranus in a harmonious way, it's going to help us make the changes that we need to make to implement them. So the sun is working with that change maker planet of Uranus. And this week is so much about implementing the change, implementing the actions that you need to take now that you have the information that you have from Mercury retrograde and from the first Saturn square Uranus that we had last week. Now, of course, Saturn square Uranus is going to be with us all year. We don't know the end of that story, but you have the seeds of that story. You have some breadcrumbs as to what the planets are telling you needs to change. What was your mind stuck on last week? That will give you some clues as to what you need to be focusing on right now. And then let the full moon give you the discernment and the discipline to help you release whatever is blocking you from making that change. Other things to note, Saturn is still ruling the sky. Saturn is still the boss. We talked about this a few weeks ago. All of the planets are still answering to Saturn. And it's going to be that way until we get into Aries season and then even more so in Taurus season. But Saturn's still in control, which means that if you're feeling a little bit hemmed in, a little trapped like too much responsibility, too many obligations, just too much pressure. That's because Saturn's in charge right now. And so he is really pushing us to do the work and set the foundation so that we can grow from here. And so that's really what this time is. This time is a rebuilding of the foundation that supports us. And Saturn is putting us through it. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. We're going to have a little bit more of a flowing energy now that we're moving into Pisces season and more planets will join the sun in Pisces. But yeah, this is not easy stuff. I do think it's going to be nicer as we move into March, but it is definitely a lot of hard work that we've had to do over the past few months and the past year, frankly. So in the news, just before I came on to record today, you might've seen that Tiger Woods had a really bad car accident and it looks like he's going to live, but have some severe injuries and rehab in his future. So I took a quick glance at his chart just to share it with you. Cause I figured some of you might be interested and he is, he's a Capricorn. So he's a very Saturnian person because Saturn rules Capricorn and Saturn rules his chart. He has Saturn square Uranus natally. So 
we've been talking so much about Saturn square Uranus today and last week and over the past few weeks, and we will for the whole year. He has this in his chart. And it's so interesting because as you might've heard me talk about last week, the crux of this Saturn square Uranus, it's the releasing of the old guard and the welcoming in of the new guard. It's the letting go of the traditional old ways of doing things that are no longer working and really inviting in and developing a new way. And so he has been such a revolutionary figure in the world of sports, golf particularly, just by being who he is, by being the talent that he has. I am not like a particular Tiger Woods fan, nor am I a golf fan, so I don't know that much about him. Mostly what I know about him is the bad stuff. But he has this Saturn square Uranus in his chart. And the Saturn square Uranus in his chart is actually with the Saturn square Uranus in the sky is creating a grand cross, which means that there are some big unforeseen circumstances that are forcing him to up level and to make a change in his life. And so the other thing is that Uranus in the sky is exactly opposite Uranus in his chart. And when you have Uranus opposite Uranus or any Uranus aspect, you are more prone to accidents because Uranus rules accidents. Interesting what's going on in his chart. I'm going to keep looking at it. I'll probably do a deeper dive on his chart on Instagram this week once we see like how he's doing and get more information. The other person's chart that I've been keeping my eye on is Taylor Swift because I'm really interested in this story right now about how she is re-recording all of her old music to stick it to the man, so to say, because she doesn't actually own her old music. I believe her record company owned it and then they sold it to someone and she can't get the rights back. So now she's re-recording all of her old music. And I thought that was such a cool thing to do. So now if you go onto Spotify and you listen to Taylor's new version of Love Story, which is one of her old hits, she has a new recorded version. And that version means that she's getting paid for that song as opposed to this other person or entity being paid when you listen to her old recording of it, the original recording. So I thought that was a very cool thing that she's doing. I took a look at her chart. It's interesting. The full moon in Virgo that we're having this Saturday is going to actually be conjunct her midheaven, which is the highest point in your chart. It's the point in your chart that has to do with your career destiny and how you're known in the world. And so I thought that was really cool. The full moon is going to be perfectly exactly conjunct her midheaven. And also the Saturn Uranus in the sky, just like Tiger Woods is playing into her chart. It's not quite as perfect. Tiger Woods, that grand cross that's being created with the two Saturn Uranus squares is pretty incredible. And I was pretty surprised to see that, but then also not surprised. So this one though, Taylor has the Saturn square Uranus and then her Pluto is playing into it. It's a little looser. It will be more exact as the year goes on, but it's just really interesting because Pluto is the planet of power. And so this is a really 
beautiful example of the Saturn square Uranus to have something happen, this external situation that she doesn't have control over where someone else owns her music and she's not getting paid for it, but it's created an opportunity for her to pivot and do something that no one has ever done before, which is re-record all of their old music and take the power back, take the money back for her property, which she created. And that's very Plutonian in a way. So that was just so cool, really seeing the opportunity that is in the Saturn square Uranus. So something that we don't want to happen, some unforeseen circumstance shows up and then we pivot, we stay nimble and we take action in a way that actually puts the power back in our hands. And that's what I think she's doing. And I think that's really awesome. Another thing in the news, of course, is that the Mars rover landed. That was a long time in the making. Obviously, astrology is a symbolic language, but we do like to look at what's happening astronomically. And it's very cool. Mars is in Taurus right now, which is, again, consistent, hard work, consistent action over a long period of time, getting you to where you want to go. And that's what that Mars rover is. So really exciting to see that happen. So I think that's it for the week. I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions, come on over to Instagram, say hello to me there. You can also text me about twice a week. I send out an astrology text update. Just text I'm in to 917-540-3401. And as always, you can book a reading with me online. Go to veronicapretty.com slash astrology. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.